how odd that this is missing from the debate over abortion. Children are a heritage from the Lord, offspring, a reward from him. How odd that's missing. How odd that there is 100% or very near 100% agreement about the road decision around all these independent journalists just going who, what, where, when, why, just seeking the facts. How odd that their response to this is just as lockstep as their response to the COVID and to Jan 6 and to election integrity and to Donald Trump. Yeah, there's bias, but it's so far beyond that. The collusion is so obvious. And I'm really not kidding when I say, I believe that if Republicans get control of the House or the Senate, they have the precedent and the tools necessary to subpoena the heads of these media organizations. And in fact, they could already demand to see any and all dollars that flow to these Mockingbird Media members, and they should. The Todd Herman Show is 100% disapproved by big pharma, technocrats, and tyrants everywhere. Now, from the high mountains of free America, here's the Emerald City Exile, Todd Herman. Today is the day the Lord has made, and these are the times through which God has decided we shall live. From the moment we open our eyes throughout the entire day, it is moments in time God has given us as an opportunity to rejoice, also as an opportunity to help um, allow ourselves to have him work through us to bring people to himself. And of course, Roe versus Wade, is going to be one of the key stories throughout this election period. And we'll talk about later this week, the, it is, it goes beyond hypocrisy. This goes into uh, the fact that these people don't even remember the thing they said two seconds ago. The hypocrisy is that bad around the people now screaming about bodily autonomy. I have never seen anything like this. And on the topic of the body, um, our friends at Soda Weight Loss, partners in the show, Soda, S-O-T-A, weightloss.com, continue to get a lot of listeners to this program, choosing to use lose unwanted body fat through them, joining my wife. And man, there's a whole tribe of people from the cast who are doing this. And I so appreciate it. It's sodaweightloss.com. Yeah, the, um, the, there is this, this view that children are, if they become encumbrances or threatened to somehow get in the way of every inch, every centimeter of your personal satisfaction or ability to sleep in late or go to clubs or to have a career, well, kill them, just, just off them. And how dare you come and wave your religious objection to that in my face, to which there's a very easy reply. My neighbor was bugging the heck out of me, bothered me, didn't let me sleep in. His noise and carousing at night made it impossible for me to do my reading to propel my career. So I killed them. How dare you bring your personal morality on me? I made the decision that made me happy and allowed me to live my life in a more satisfactory basis. How dare you wag your personal morality about this or that murder in front of me? I'm not you. I make my own choices. I do what feels right to me. After all, who needs God? Who needs rules? Who needs any form of consistent morality? That's just a big bore. Gets in the way of my personal freedom. 
Well, this is where we find ourselves in the uh, debate over Roe versus Wade, although it's never really said that way, is it? But we do find ourselves in a very familiar position, and it has been this way my entire life. And that is this position where the Mockingbird media is lockstep with the Democrats, and it is an old, old story. Right, Senator, then Senator Biden? Committee will please come to order. Judge, it's a tough day and tough night for you, I know. Let me uh, ask, do you have anything you'd like to say before we begin? Clarence Thomas did have something to say, and Clarence Thomas said it again with this ruling. He was there to be a judge, an originalist to the Constitution. This is never covered. And the fact that there's bias, that's okay. You get to have bias. In fact, as a reporter, you get to lie. Part of free speech is you get to lie all you want. It's unfortunate, but it's true. I do think that there could be a whole lot of individual cases against the Mockingbird media. If I were a lawyer, I would be filing cases against them, suing them for injection damage. No, think of this. There's thousands of people who got these injections because they were told safe and effective by a broken and corrupt media. Now, that would be a civil case. I'm much more interested in how our government dollars have been used and what strings were attached to them. They opened the door when they became COVID pimps, COVID injection pimps. When the Mockingbird media started to take government monies and everybody did, they took state healthcare monies, they took CDC monies, they took FDA monies to push the injections and the woke masks, they became federal vendors. We have an opportunity if the House is taken by the Senate or the the House and Senate by the Republicans, they have an opportunity to question these people. That is the bosses of the media companies. What strings were attached to these dollars? We want every media, we want every email, We want a copy of every communication with the FDA and the CDC. We want your ad sales people brought in here. We want any meeting notes about this with your organization. And what you're going to find, in my judgment, there's just a lot of strings attached to this. Sometimes those strings are going to come through pharma. It will be laundered money the same way that the government launders speech codes and censorship through Twitter and Facebook and YouTube. They launder their work. This is a doorway to look at that as well. What things are reporters not allowed to say? What reports are not allowed? Now, I predict if they go this route, we're going to find out about a whole bunch of things like how much does ideology play a role in the lockstep response to abortion? And how much does money play a role? Planned Parenthood money, big pharma money. And money from outside this country to promote abortion, to disrupt the family, those monies flow into this country as well. So I'd take a two-pronged approach to this. Number one, I would have everybody who has any media spending portfolio in the government brought in immediately to answer questions about any monies that are spent on big media. That's outreach. It's PR. It's what they call earned media. It's paid media. Everybody comes in with all your emails. We read every single one of them, what strings are attached. Then we bring in your ad agencies and your PR firms. 
Oh, they're private companies. Yeah, you know what? They are. But we're tracking federal expenditures, private companies. So bring WPP in. And just full disclosure, I once sold a company to WPP. So I know kind of what's behind the scenes there. Bring WPP in. Bring in the big firms. Bring in K Street. Oh, it's a chill on free speech. No. No, we're not here to talk about your private clients. We're here to talk about the federal monies you sucked up to pimp injections and to pimp abortion and to pimp gender ideology. These things should all be subpoenaed because, of course, it's absolutely lockstep when it comes to the Mockingbird Media's response to the Roe versus Wade decision. Give me just a moment of personal here. Sorry, I'm getting, you know, watching the women there. It's emotional. You know, what... This is as devastating a ruling as can be imagined. It's a very dark day in America. Lockstep, as I said, that's from newsbusters.com. So with responses like that so easily seen, what would happen if we did go through this background or if we did go through this approach and bring these people in for questioning to subpoenas? Well, the first thing it would do is scream bloody murder. They would scream about a chill on free speech. And we'd be saying, no, you have never brought you in here to talk about a story you've done. We've never brought you in here to talk about an expose or, or news reports. We are specifically looking at federal monies. And once you start going down the federal monies path, you're going to discover a whole lot. For instance, how is it? that every single media entity, and this is an answer that the, 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 the Republican Party does not want, the party does not want. Mitch McConnell and his dear, dear friend, Nancy Pelosi, they're absolutely of 100% the same mind on this. They don't want the answer to this. How is it that every single media entity, including Fox News, within two hours of the polls, we used to have polls being closed, announced that this was the safest, most secure election in history. Who wrote that talking point? Where did it generate from? What was the origin? Did you get paid to do anything for that? What was the outreach? We pay federal workers to do outreach and they will launder those activities through PR firms. I want those notes. I want to know what the Federal Election Commission did with PR firms and earned media. And I want to see the notes around the construction of these press releases. I want the meeting notes. I want to know who was in the room. When people construct houses of lies and cause others to lie, they're in fact taking the entire country and making us liars and thou shalt not lie. And thou shalt not let other people lie for you. When that lie is as gargantuan as the COVID lies, the election security lies, the January 6th lies, the abortion lies, we go beyond that. We've allowed our federal dollars to be entangled in killing children. And the Lord's view of children is far different from what the sexual left's view is. Incidentally, later this week, I'm going to talk about abortion by state and district. There's a place in the country where 51%, over 51% of pregnancies end in abortion. I wonder if anyone can guess where that is. 51%. Of pregnancies and an abortion. So we can certainly subpoena these guys based upon the COVID monies. You became vendors. I make the argument that the pharma monies that were spent to promote these injections, those are federal dollars too. We paid for the development of those injections. We cover their downside. We cover any lawsuit losses. 
We're forced to do that. So their marketing monies aren't really their monies. Those are monies we were forced to give them. That's our money. I make the argument that we can subpoena media and, in fact, the chief marketing officers of pharma and, in fact, the junior people below the CMOs and their agencies. So we can begin to see what sort of strings are tied to this because you'll have reporters all day long say, oh, there's no bias. No, no, no. We're, we're straight up and down reporters. This is a viewer who got through to C-SPAN and got to question two reporters. And you'll notice they have no interest in talking about their industry or their profession. Hey, guys, um, this pretty much goes towards the media. I'm glad you have two uh, gentlemen on there who work for the media. Uh, so for the past four years, previous four years of the previous president, all I've heard, heard about was Russia collusion, Russia collusion, Russia collusion fraudulent elections, fraudulent elections. Uh, American people didn't forget about these things, and that's all we heard about. And so the first question I'm going to have for you guys is, and then I'm going to follow up with a comment, is what happened to the Russia collusion? That was on the front of your newspaper for the USA Times, for Bloomberg. It was on the national news headlines as well. What happened to Russia collusion? The second question I have, the second statement I want to have is, um, with the media today, do you do you guys recognize the reason why people don't trust you or trust the media because of the inconsistencies that you guys present when it came to President Trump versus President Biden and just all the catastrophic things that's going on today? Okay. Thank you for taking my call. That's uh, Arnold there in Virginia. Joey Garrison, as far as coverage and uh, of uh, administrations and how it might change from one to another, or at least to the callers. Uh, yeah, yeah. first addressing his, his first question regarding what happened to Russia. I'm not sure anything happened to it. There was a long investigation led by Mueller. Uh, there weren't uh, eventually any, you know, charges pressed for it. Uh, eventually, uh, shortly after that, six months maybe, there started to be an impeachment uh, process on the uh, Ukraine uh, uh, call that, that Pres President Trump had at the time. And so, you know, I mean, I, I do think, uh, you, you know, I'm, I'm not sure what you mean by, you know, what happened to it. It was a story, and now we've kind of, you know, moved on to other things in terms of the uh, you know reputation of the press all I can do is speak for myself and, and I try to hold uh, you know every uh, elected official accountable uh, I, I wasn't a White House reporter during the uh, Trump years so I don't have uh, any firsthand experience on that but you know I can tell tell you from all my colleagues and myself included is that uh, you know we, we uh, you know don't uh, try to have any difference in terms of uh, you know our coverage when it comes to different politicians Drill uh, Dillard, if you want to add anything? I would say the same thing, you know, try to hold everyone accountable. Again, I also was not, you know, a reporter either at the White House or, or on the Hill at the time. But um, in my work, I do try to remain, you know, unbiased and hold every official accountable. No, 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 no. The question, what happened to Russia? What happened to Deed? You never went back and dug into it. So again, I want the notes from the media people at the FBI, from the DOJ media people, from their PR firms. I want to know what agreements exist in order to get these people on these shows. I want to know questions that you agreed to not ask, topics you agreed to not cover. I want to see the follow-up notes. I want every single email from every single PR person, PR hack, 
comms hack who works for any government agency involved in elections with the FBI and Russia collusion with the CDC and with abortion and gender ideology. Can you imagine the absolute gold in terms of evidence that's going to be hidden there because no one's ever asked for it? So, yes, I believe we should subpoena the media and these people. And we don't need a subpoena to get government workers to pop in there. Now, of course, they're going to play the game and and not answer questions. And one of the chief champions of not answering questions is anyone to do with the hopelessly corrupt CDC. And this is where they've truly, truly opened the door to having themselves subpoenaed. Rochelle Walensky. Um, is, is out saying once again, and by the way, she's not alone in this. Rochelle Walensky has said um, that COVID-19 was one of the top five causes of death for children since the beginning of the so-called pandemic. She is the second or th- no, she's the third CDC official to state that unbelievably obscene lie. Fact. They are not able to find one, one death of a child who was healthy from COVID. The deaths that they can say were COVID related or people, children died with COVID are cases of very, very sick children. In fact, the injections have killed more children than the CDC is able to conjure in terms of healthy children. The injections have killed more healthy children, in other words, than the COVID flu has killed healthy children. I want her comms team. I want to see the communications around this talking point because it's a talking point. Because it's a lie that they are repeating in an organized fashion. I want to see that. Republicans will not be doing this because of the distraction. Abortion is now the election. Roe versus Wade is the election. And Mitch McConnell decided at this very opportune time, and Mitch McConnell knew exactly what the abortion decision was going to be. He had a heads up on this. He knows he's a swamp creature. He knew exactly what was coming down. So he decides to put up his red flag law to give a billion dollars to the teachers unions who are making kids mental health worse and to come up with red flag laws. He doesn't want these answers from the CDC, but Jim Jordan does. I would love to see Jim Jordan follow up on the discussion that he had with Deborah Burks. You remember Burks? So Debbie Burks um, was trained under the Fouch and she's the lady who gains notoriety for deciding to take herself a uh, Thanksgiving break and travel to go see her large family when she was telling everyone else, don't you dare go to Thanksgiving. And later she came along and said something like, yeah, but my mom is old. My mom's really old. The, um, this, gosh, it's Friday, man. It is. Is it Friday? Um, yeah. June 30th. No, it's, it's, yeah, it's coming up. We're going to have, um, Zach Abraham's going to be giving a free live webinar this week. It's June 30th. So what is that? No, today is the, the 28th, 28th, 30th. It's two days from now that Zach is giving a free live webinar, um, for Bulwark Capital Management. And this is your opportunity, by the way, to directly ask him questions. 
So Zach um, is the chief investment officer of Bulwark Capital Management. He's on this program every single Friday. You've heard him talk about um, news and current events and how finances are affected and what they're what they're doing in response to this and and the power that we have and to, to steward our money correctly, the money that God gave us. But you've heard him talk about estate planning and Social Security and real property, and you've heard him also address the 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 now unusable sixty forty stock bond mix that we were taught all our lives and why that doesn't apply in this zero interest rate mobbed up banksterism world. Well, you'll get a chance to get a full explanation on that. Zach will go through in this, in this live free live webinar. He'll go through that in vivid detail. And then the last hour, I believe is devoted to questions. You will get to ask questions of Zach Abraham at Bulwark Capital Management. Now, despite the fact this is a free live webinar, you do have to register to get your seat because the seats are limited. So you go to knowyourriskradio.com. That's knowyourriskradio.com. This is coming up Thursday, June 30th, just a couple days from now at 3 p.m. PST. Knowyourriskradio.com. Investment advice cannot be given without a client services agreement. Bulwark Capital Management's an investment advisor representative, Trek Financial LLC and SEC registered investment advisor. So Debbie Burks uh, had to sit down and talk to Jim Jordan. Uh, I don't think this is a conversation that Debbie Burks particularly enjoyed having. You're an expert. You were on the task force. You were part of this this effort when you were in the previous administration. And you're saying in this administration that you can't rule out the fact that our government was lying to us when they told us the vaccinated could not get the virus. I don't know about their discussions that they had in the task force. So I can't tell you that. I can tell you as a family member who had individuals that were susceptible, of course we got everybody vaccinated, but we still use layered protection during surges because I knew potentially the vaccine immunity would wane like natural immunity waned. And there was evidence that every four months reinfection was occurring in South Africa. Okay, so let's stop it there. Obviously she dodges the question completely. He's being very clear, was it a lie? Or were they, did they not know, was it incompetence or was it malicious chaos? Obviously, she dodges that. Obviously, she's going to dodge the fact that these countries that were not mass injection countries never had the hockey stick of cases, never had the hockey stick of deaths. They have escaped this now mutant world where the, the, the injections, which weren't even designed for Omicron, obviously are not going to work against Omicron. She's going to skip all that. But Jim Jordan does a good job of continuing to question this woman. Wow. When the government told us that the vaccinated couldn't transmit it, was that a lie or was that a guess? Or is it the same answer? I think it was hope. That Let's stop with that. Hope and change. Uh, 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 we, 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 we are the, uh, the people we've been waiting for. Uh, hope, hope, hope and change. <clears throat> that's, that's a political slogan. It's also a communist political slogan. It's also a Saul Alinsky political slogan. But hope is now a strategy for public health. Now, do you see why I want her PR firm? I want to see any emails between government PR hacks or their hirelings at PR firms and book pitches. You don't think that there are book pitches being done within government? Then the book discussions become our property. 
I guarantee there are people who worked in the Debbie Burks world and the Fauci world who are involved in peddling their books and their speeches. If the Republicans were serious about this, and maybe Jim Jordan is, but not to this degree, he is not even willing to bring pharma in. Not even Jordan the wrestler is willing to bring pharma in. So you listen to Burks in this, oh, it was hope. If we don't succeed in the subpoena of the media and these stafflings and their hirelings and the PR hacks in government who put this all out and get the strings attached and see it and understand that our federal monies purchased the pimping of this trash, purposed, purchased the pimping of safest, most secure election in history, purposed, you purchased the twisted J6 coverage. Oh, maybe it'll come back. That's not the case. Maybe it's just bias. Maybe it's just ideological. But it stands in the face of reason. As the rest of the country ebbs and flows in political opinion, as we watch our friends evolve or devolve, the media stays the same. Jordan and Burks continue the discussion. The vaccine would work in that way. And that's why I think scientists and public health leaders always have to be at the so, table so being it, very clear what we know and what we this, don't this know. Is in, this is important for the country to know. So when I asked the question, when the government told us that the vaccinated couldn't get it, and I asked you if it was a guess or a lie, you said you don't know. You said you think it was hope. So what we do know is it wasn't the truth. So they were either guessing, lying, or hoping and communicating that information to the, to the, to the citizens of this country. I think they were hoping, but you should know in those original phase three trials that were done. Okay, so she she kind of answers, I, I think they were hoping, but, and then she starts to try to obscure this with geek speak. So let's, let's make sure that we pay careful attention to the geek speak. In this country, that we only measured for symptomatic disease. Okay, stop. This is so important. They're saying that in the injection trials, they only measured for symptomatic disease. It's the exact opposite of the game they played with PCR tests. When they wanted to pretend this trash mRNA poison is safe and effective, they only measured for symptomatic COVID. When they and their hirelings in the Mockingbird media and their partners in Big Pharma wanted to scare your mom and dad and your neighbors and your kids into taking this trash, they used the PCR test at the highest possible threshold cycle to find anything they could call COVID, including a cold from which you recovered six years ago. You see the shell game? Burks, of course, glosses past that. I don't know that Jordan is as deep enough on this topic as he could be, although he does a fine job. She continues. So we weren't proactively testing everybody in those trials. To- Stop. We weren't proactively testing everybody in those trials. No, we were proactively testing everybody who got on an airplane. Any child who wanted to go to school, anybody who wanted to step into a hamburger joint or go surfing, and we were testing it at the highest possible threshold levels to find any fictional fragment 
of a dead virus that we could pretend was COVID. Does everybody get the shell game? See if they got infected with mild or asymptomatic disease. And so people had to present within the clinical trial. I, I'm just, so I'm, we I'm, never had the data that it was yeah. going to protect against asymptomatic infection. I'm just struck with the irony. We got, we got government agencies guessing, hoping, or lying uh, it, it, with, with the information they're presenting to the American people. And this is the same, this is the same administration that wants to set up the, the government governance, disinformation governance board and wants to talk about misinformation. And they're the biggest purveyors of misinformation, false information, hopeful information, but not accurate and true information, which is, uh, again, the frustration I think so many of the folks I get the privilege of representing have shared, uh, have shared with me. We should see every email for anyone who's ever worked with this lady to book her in a media appearance, to work on any book pitches she has underway, to work on any board discussions she has underway. Everything belongs to us. She admitted right there the PCR fraud. She admitted right there the injection testing fraud or part of it, just the, 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 the least important part of it, frankly. Can you see my point about the subpoenas? Does anyone think that Mitchell McConnell will ever allow this or Kevin McCarthy will ever allow this? Because they're owned. Because they're Godmen. Because the truth is an aberration to them. It's an inconvenience. Because there are elections to be won and tax cuts to be sold and regulations to be sold and Ukraine to be bailed out. The important things, in other words, not the fact that there is no reason on earth for anyone ever to trust a a so-called public health official again. In fact, this stuff continues to kill. I'll tell you about a six-month-old baby who's paying the price for these lies that Burke's just discussed and admitted. Six-month-old baby at Vanderbilt, so-called Vanderbilt Hospital. Uh, so there's a bit of a controversy going on in the house. I'll just be honest with you, there is. Um, so <clears throat> my wife, when she orders her food from Soda Weight Loss, there's some bars that come with them and there's supplement bars. See, being hungry, when you're trying to drop unwanted fat from your body, if you're, if you're hungry a lot, it's, you're not getting it done. This is the thing I learned when I dropped 95 pounds super quickly and have kept off. It's a total of 150 I dropped, incidentally but I've kept that all off. But the 95 came off so very quickly is I was rarely hungry because I stuck to a plan. Soda weight loss will create a plan for you. So here's the controversy is my wife has decided that she doesn't, um, that, that she doesn't want to have these bars, but, but they came in the order. So I, I, I ate one and then another. Now, macrobiotically, they're great for me, but then my wife said, you're eating my bars. She goes, is that, is that, you're in a soda bar from sodaweightloss.com. It's, but you, you, you told me you didn't want the bars anymore that you're going to use other things. Oh, okay. So now it's okay if you eat my soda food. Okay. And I mean, you know, she decided to, to you know, tell me to not eat them anymore because they're really good. Well, the food from soda that they send you is not just good. It's important. And a lot of it's prepackaged and that's great. 
because convenience is so key when you're trying to drop unwanted fat, but the cooking classes they provide you, the instruction on how to cook in a way that will keep your body in a fat burning mode. See, they're healthcare providers from way back. So to weightloss.com. So the now controversy is this. There are more bars. I saw them come in this morning. No, she, look, her soda food was sitting right there. I see the bars. So now the discussion is, are they still blockaded from yours truly? It's sodaweightloss.com. There are a great tribe of people with this audience who are dropping unwanted fat. Some people 20 pounds. Other people are on their way to their 60th pound of unwanted fat. Stand for state of the art, and they are scientifically state of the art. Sodaweightloss.com. A six-month-old baby is being denied a heart transplant at Vanderbilt unless his parents agree to have him injected with mRNA, the mRNA injections. The last thing that child needs in his body is trauma. The last thing that child needs in his body are spike proteins that amass at sites like the testes and the gonads. The last thing that child needs is nanolipid particle wrapped mRNA gene sequencing devices that make its way into the brain. The last thing that little baby's going to need is going to be blood clots after surgery. The last thing, the last thing he needs is a healthy heart given to him out of love from someone else whose child, uh, just I can't imagine the pain, died. And now this baby's going to get that, that, that little baby's heart. The last thing they need is for that heart to be the receptacle for spike proteins because they also amass in the heart. They also mass in the sac around the heart, the pericarditic sac around the heart. And yet they're going to let this little baby die because the parents will not buckle under to this tyrannical so-called hospital Vanderbilt. I want those notes. I want every email exchanged between CDC people, FDA people, and Vanderbilt. I want to know the money's tied up in this. If we could figure out a way to get Big Pharma in on this, I want to know how much did Big Pharma pay hospitals to take this position? When Fauci began destroying early treatment, I want to know who paid him for that. And if Republicans were serious, they would do that as well. See, it doesn't just stop at the Planned Parenthood collusion. It doesn't just stop at the abortion collusion. It doesn't just stop there. Why is the media so bought into critical race theory? Why is the media pretending, for instance, on election integrity that Joe Biden isn't hiding plans to steal the election? This is from Molly Hemingway. Molly wrote a book called Rigged. It's about the 2022 elections. Or pardon me, 2020 elections. She writes in The Federalist that the figurehead has ordered all 600 federal agencies to expand citizen opportunities to register and vote, to obtain information about and participate in the electoral process. This is called voter turnout. Voter turnout is the most important thing any political organization does. That's winning or losing. You get out the vote. That's what it's called. GOTV. 
We called it at the RNC. I'm sure they called it the same thing at the DNC. GOTV. It's the most vital thing they do. And the figurehead has ordered federal agencies to do this. But despite FOIA requests, demands for information from members of the House and the Senate, none of these organizations are sending responses to that. And as Molly writes, mobilizing voters is always a political act. And she's absolutely right. She goes through a list of things that have happened during this period of time where the media continues to tell us it's a hoax to have concern about election integrity. And I want the emails from the Federal Election Commission. I want the emails from that lawyer who used to work for Microsoft who launched the phrase safest, most secure election in history. I want his emails to the media. I want them from his hirelings. I want them from the PR firms. I want to read all of them. This is some of the things that Molly writes that they've been done in the midst of a labor crisis. The Department of Labor boasted that it was turning 2,300 American job centers previously focused on helping displaced workers find jobs into hubs of political activism. These new federally funded voter registration agencies were giving guidance about how to bring in um, organizations to conduct, quote, voter outreach, political. That's rigging. The Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services likewise announced plans to turn community health centers into voter registration agencies using thousands of healthcare facilities to focus on voter registration and turnout. Okay, let's see who's going in to federal labor departments. What is the demographic of the person going in there and the likelihood that they vote Democrat? What is the demographic of people trapped on Medicare and Medicaid? Some of them are just senior citizens who, because of the way we don't have insurance in this country, can't get actual insurance. So they have to use Medicare and Medicaid. Many of them are subsisting upon government handouts. The Housing and Urban Development Department sent notice to public housing authorities that they should begin voter registration drives and participation activities, a political act. The Department of Education sent dear colleague letters to universities telling them that federal worker um, work studies could now be used to support voter registration activities, contrary to previous guidance. The U.S. Department of Agriculture is using child nutrition programs to push voter registration. The Commerce Department produced a massive 113-page report, which likely uh, took four agency officials many hours to generate. It directs local voting board members about polling stations and polar worker training. All of these are political activities. And we're told concerns about this stuff makes us hoaxers, right? I want the emails. At this point, if these people continue to refuse to, to give us these emails, it will become moral for hackers to hack them. That's a tough thing because thou shalt not steal. In point of fact, they're the ones stealing. FOIA requests are legal documents. They are to be followed. It says shall provide, not if they feel like it. If they continue to hide these things from us, we will not be stealing at that point in my judgment. If we hack and take them. Unfortunately, I don't know how to hack. You? It will become moral to do that. So Biden is, in fact, hiding his plans to rig the election and it's not going to make it into the media. Why? Subpoena them. Make them answer. Or sit there and refuse to answer and the American people can tell the difference. 
This stuff is bubbling up into elections. They don't want it to, but it absolutely is. This guy was the former, what was he? I think he was the uh, general, one of the generals for the Arizona National Guard. His name is Mick McGuire. He's running for the Senate. He wants a criminal investigation into election fraud. Here he calls out the state attorney general in the state of Arizona. I believe that the chief law enforcement officer in the state has reasonable suspicion to open a criminal investigation into that. People, people complain about different things, but you have lawyers for a reason. And people ask me, what can I do about it? I said, I'm an unemployed general running for the United States Senate. But there is somebody on this stage that can act on that. And the truth of the matter is, you can't play this game where you say you're serious about this and you're not gonna comment on criminal investigations, then publish an interim report about a criminal investigation and expect us to take you seriously in that capacity. That is the most important thing. That's beautiful. The state AG standing right there and Mick McGuire calls him out. Beautiful. All that is hidden will be revealed. So I have a question for you. If you are a member of the media and you listen to this podcast and you want to speak out, but you can't because you'd lose your job, there's things you're not allowed to cover, get with me. Go to the ToddHermanShow.com, send an email, or most of you, if you're in the media, you're following me on Twitter, just hit me up for a DM. I'll give you a secure Proton email and we can communicate there. I will tell your story for you. And I'm already getting emails from people in journalism who are saying, yes, we are not allowed to report on vaccine injuries, so-called vaccine injuries. We're not allowed. We're not allowed to question them. We're not even allowed to do reports. We're not even allowed to talk to parents, to take calls on this. We are to ignore any and all reports of injection injuries. And I'll be releasing that and where that's coming from after I get try to get comment from the media company from hence this is flown. Also this, if you know someone who was grievously injured by these injections and the only reason they took them was because of the Mockingbird media, will you also go to the ToddHermanShow.com and share that with me? It's the ToddHermanShow.com. And share that with me. And if you want private email, I'll also give you my Proton email. You can share that with me there. Encrypted email. At least we're told it's much more secure than Google. I don't doubt that. It's ToddHermanShow.com. So Mick McGuire's from Arizona. So is Carrie Lake. And I want to be careful with Carrie Lake because she supported Barack Obama. But this is what it sounded like when a member or a a reporter, so-called, from CNN decided to do a little mini ambush of Carrie Lake. Now, in in the reporter's defense, Carrie Lake was in a public place and and she probably couldn't get an interview. So she tried the ambush thing. Listen to how Carrie Lake handles this. This is really beautiful. Hi, Harry. Hi. Hi. Nice to see you. You You don't have a mask on anymore. Uh, What's going on? We're outside. Wow. Well, we're six feet apart. (laughs) Do you have a minute to chat? Um, I'll do an interview. Okay. As long as it airs on CNN Plus. 
Oh. Does that still exist? Yeah. I didn't think so, because the people don't like what you guys are peddling, so, which is propaganda. Thank you. Whoops. Whoops. Nice. It doesn't end there. We can get this now. I want every email from the Department of Education on the topic of sex ed. Every email. I want every email between the Department of Education and local schools and unions and any teacher. I want any mention of sex. I want the publishers of the textbooks brought in. Hey, if the Department of Education purchased your books, you're a federal vendor. I want to see your emails. I want to see editor's notes about what was put into these books. I want to see the pushback your lawyers provided you if it's not under privilege. I want to see the editor's markups of these saying things like, are you sure you want to show a picture of a boy servicing another boy? This could be considered child pornography because I am certain there were lawyers who said that and probably editors who said that. I want those notes from the Department of, Ed- of Education. Fox News is showing some of the results of sexualizing schools. There are 135 people listed who work in schools in some capacity, teachers, support personnel, counselors, etc. in this report of committing sexual assault or illegal sexual touching of children. Oh, by the way, the 135, that's only since the beginning of the year. This wrapped up in May, five months into the year, 135 people. In 102 of those cases, it was students, adults taking out their sexual fleshly desires using the body of students. That's what happens when you sexualize the schools. Subpoena the Department of Education. Subpoena the purchase records for the books. Subpoena the discussions. They're now federal vendors. You sold books to the federal government, Simon and Schuster. I don't care about any books you didn't sell to the government. We have got to start digging here. The Lord will protect us in this. He takes children very, very seriously. Jesus made a model of this more than more than once. People didn't, hey, get the kids away from the Lord. He's busy. And the Lord said, no, 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 no. Let the little ones come to me. And he, he, he picked them up and he embraced them. And I started this show, one of the Psalms, talking about how children are, in fact, a gift from the Lord. Johns Hopkins isn't that worried about that. Johns Hopkins Center Against Child and Sexual Abuse has hired a professor, so-called, who defends minor attracted persons. You've heard this on the program. Alan Walker is a chemically altered, surgically altered person who wants to appear to be male, I believe, but a neuter by choice, who wants to call pedophiles minor attracted persons because they prefer the term. He's now working for Johns Hopkins or she Johns Hopkins in their child sex abuse prevention program. Uh Uh-huh. Prevention from what? Not from that. Which brings us full circle. Back in the day, a just as vicious 
and Jordan Chattel made this point spot on, is just as vicious, just as racist, but more more coherent. Joe Biden, senator at the time, led off with a question for then justice to be Clarence Thomas, and it focused on sex. See, back in the day, back in the day, it was okay to question black people about sex. And you listen to this. What was he actually charged with doing? Talking about pornography. Now, now think about this. The, one of the charges of Anita Hill was that Justice Thomas wanted to date her. And so he talked to her about pornography. All right, think of where we've come as a nation. They were trying to derail Justice Thomas getting under the Supreme Court. Because he talked to a woman, a grown adult, about porn. This is the same party that is pushing porn into the schools. And this trick is so old, so tired, but also reflect on this. If Judge Thomas at the time, Judge Thomas, had been a liberal, his close to this statement, and it's a long statement, but it is worth hearing again this week uh, as we now are in the first week without Roe versus Wade. And Justice Thomas, he, he slow walked this progress. He played the long game on this. God bless him for it. God protect him. God protect he and Jenny because you know the party's going to try to take Jenny out. Well, Justice Thomas's response to Senator Biden asking him if he had anything to say, I think made Senator Biden wish he never, ever said, Judge Thomas, do you have anything to say? Committee will please come to order. Judge, it's a tough day and tough night for you, I know. Let me uh, ask, do you have anything you'd like to say before we begin? I understand that uh, your preference is, uh, which is totally and completely understandable, that we go one hour tonight, 30 minutes on each side. Is Am I correct in that? That's right. Do you have anything you'd like to say? Senator, I would like to start by saying unequivocally, uncategorically, that I deny each and every single allegation against me today that suggested in any way that I had conversations of a sexual nature or about pornographic material with Anita Hill, that I ever attempted to date her, that I ever had any personal sexual interest in her, or that I in any way ever harassed her. The second, and I think more important point, I think that this today is a travesty. I think that it is disgusting. I think that this hearing should never occur in America. This is a case in which this sleaze, this dirt, was searched for by staffers of members of this committee, was then leaked to the media, and this committee and this body validated it and displayed it at prime time over our entire nation. How would any member on this committee, any person, 
in this room or any person in this country would like sleaze said about him or her in this fashion or this dirt dredged up in this gossip and these lies displayed in this manner? How would any person like it? The Supreme Court is not worth it. No job is worth it. I'm not here for that. I'm here for my name, my family, my life, and my integrity. I think something is dreadfully wrong with this country when any person, any person in this free country would be subjected to this. This is not a closed room. There was an FBI investigation. This is not an opportunity to talk about difficult matters privately or in a closed environment. This is a circus. It's a national disgrace. And from my standpoint, as a black American, as far as I'm concerned, it is a high-tech lynching for uppity blacks who in any way deign to think for themselves, to do for themselves, to have different ideas. And it is a message that unless you kowtow to an old order, this is what will happen to you. You will be lynched, destroyed, caricatured by a committee of the U.S. US Senate rather than hung from a tree. And just as that was playing and I was looking up, looking at the clock, how long was left in the clip, you know what is right in front of my face? It's a book by Rush Hudson Limbaugh III. The book is called, I Told You So. (laughs) You people doubted me about Trump's appointments to the Supreme Court. I was told by the smart people, uh, the Beltway, the shiny shoe crowd. He wouldn't be pro-life. He wouldn't support pro-life justices. Well, he's done it. <laughs> and Clarence Thomas has the opportunity now to say to Joe Biden, how do you like me now? Who's doing the high-tech lynching now? You people never doubt me. Never doubt me. Thank you, Rush. We miss you. God rest you. Thank you, Lord, for lifting Roe versus Wade. Please use us to be your face of love. Please help us promote pregnancy centers. Please help us be the loving alternative to abortion. Please help us continue to draw the curtain back in D.C. Please help us get these lies out front. For you have told us, Lord, all that is hidden will be revealed. This is the Todd Herman Show. Please go be well, be strong, be kind, and as always... Let's try to be right with God.